to my K-drama listeners. Folks, there is no K-drama that I am going to be covering today. I am currently at my parents' house in Rockland County, New York, and it is the first time that I am visiting my parents' house to stay the night since like 2016. That's a long time. That's like a long fucking time. Um, so this is like a bit of a like the prodigal daughter kind of situation at the moment. And I'm making a lot of amends and peace with my parents. Not amends, there's nothing to amend. It's more just like we're showing each other better love and appreciation this time around. We're both having better understandings of one another this time around. And we all have like the same heart's intention this time around, which is solely to show one another how much we love and care about each other and put all the bullshit aside. And so it's been like a very emotional time for me. So I just do not and don't have the wherewithal at this moment to do a K-drama review. I wanted to, I wanted to, but I'm gonna save that for next week. Also, if you are a Patreon member, if you are a, support, a supporter of my Patreon, meaning you subscribe to my Patreon and you offer me donations every month, okay? Like if you are a true patron of Grace Jung and K-Drama School, I just uploaded a post about a film that I saw that I really recommend, so please go check that out. But yeah, other than that, like my only coverage for this episode of my podcast is only going to be about my emotional journey, me returning home. So if you don't feel like listening to that, by all means, you can stop at any time, right? Go with grace, go with love. It's all good. Um, so I'm in Rockland County, New York, and staying at my parents' house. It's funny how like when the body enters a physical space that it knows, like the body kind of changes a little bit. The body starts awakening to all the emotions that it harbored when it was once inside that house, which is complicated for somebody like me because this home was full of love and it was also full of a lot of trauma and dysfunction. And so when I spent the first night here, I mean, I had to get high off my ass. I smoked a lot of pot because, you know, it's like I'm visiting my parents. And also New York legalized marijuana. Thank God. Hey, congratulations, New York. <laughs> I visited a smoke shop in the Lower East Side and I was just like, man, it's like a brave new world up in here. Like these bitches are really, every corner, it was like Starbucks. It was like cannabis Starbucks. I'm so proud of you, New York, you go. So I got cannabis, I smoked some and then I went to bed and I was just like trying to lull myself to sleep. I was all like wired and jittery from the flight and all the traveling. And I was just so emotional. I was just like hysterically crying in in the guest room on the bed because like it's just it's just a lot it's overwhelming it's overwhelming to feel all those emotions that i hadn't felt in like seven years you know that's a long time like seven years doesn't seem like a lot but like it kind of is you know so getting like a rushed hit feeling with that it was just a lot so i was like feeling all these feelings. I was feeling shame and guilt and self-loathing at the same time, pride and joy and love and, you know, gladness and apologeticness. And, you know, it was just like very, very raw and complicated and a lot. It was intense. And so I was just feeling all of that and processing all of that. And I was journaling a lot. I have two journals now. One I journal in the morning, the other I journal at night. And like both of them are just like filling up. But especially at night, that's when my head is like the loudest. And so I have to like journal the shit out of it. I'll be journaling for like 15 pages, you know? And um, 
so I'm processing that and I'm also like I am kind of making amends with some people not amends but like people I have either fallen out of touch with or fallen out with like there are some old friends from like like my childhood that I'm like reconnecting with and that's been very emotional for me too yes emotional but also like spiritually overwhelming and profound and meaningful and it's like I'm seeing lessons everywhere they're like lessons constantly some mystical stuff that I noticed um the first day that I was here like after I spent the night and the morning uh all these ladybugs were swarming the side of the house which is right where my room is my window faces the side of the house that faces the driveway all these ladybugs were swarming on that side of the house like where the garage is and my dad was like what's with all these ladybugs and I was like oh they don't do this he was like no they never do this and then I was like oh then it's for me because I remember when I was a kid I would always find a ladybug in my room like the window would be open or something and like it crawled in through the screen and like I would find a ladybug in my room that was a common thing so I just assumed that the side of the house always got swarmed with ladybugs but my dad was like this hasn't happened in recent times it's happening very suddenly and it's probably because you're here and I was like I think that's probably why and ladybugs are very mystical and shamanistic because ladybugs are considered a lady like a saint lady because these ladybugs were brought in from Asia where they originate from and these bugs were sacred because their larva eats pests and aphids things that eat crops so if you have a house plant, for instance, where you have like all these little bugs, get some ladybug larva. And the ladybug larva does not look disgusting because I'm afraid of worms and larva. Ladybug larva, they don't look terrifying. I don't have like a visceral angry reaction to them on a primal level. So that also says a lot. So if you put ladybug larva in your pots, whether indoor or outdoor, these larva will go after and eat all the aphids. And then your, your plant will be revitalized. They are magic bugs. So that's why they brought them over to Europe from Asia and then they named it Saint Mary Ladybug and then it's been shortened to Ladybug over the years. So ladybugs are sacred in that way. And they're also in Korean, it's called Mudang Bolle. Mudang means shaman. And I was like, is this just a homonym or is it the same meaning? So I looked it up and Mudang for shaman is the same as Mudang for Mudang Bolle. The reason why ladybugs in Korean are called shaman bugs is because their red wings with the black dots look like makeup. They look like these powerful, bright colors of a shaman. In, in Korean Taoist shamanist tradition, the color red denotes fire, which wards off evil. And I know this only because I am a fire rabbit and the color red is my color. So that's how I know. And so Budang Bolle is also like mystical in that it has this shamanic meaning to it. And then in the in the West, it has this other like spiritual religious meaning to it. So seeing all these ladybugs swarm and gather as I was stepping outside and standing in the sun in front of my childhood home or my middle school, high school home, it was like a like a welcoming home, you know, like a welcome home, like, you know, we're happy to see you kind of thing. And I don't know, like that really like that really touched me. I feel emotional just saying that right now. And then um, this area has been swarming with deer lately. I didn't know, but my parents were like, there are too many deer, like way too many. Like there are too many deer on the side of the road. And I guess I was growing up, I always saw dead deer on the side of the road. So I was like, I don't know if they're talking like being exaggerating or da da da. 
there were always dead deer because this area like in North Jersey, Rockland County, New York, these areas are very wooded. There are a lot of trees here and that's what makes them beautiful, especially in October. And I'm just like, okay, I guess there is a ton of deer because I was standing outside in the backyard smoking weed and I saw a deer shoot across from me and it scared the bejesus out of me. And then I kept smoking my weed and I felt like something was staring at me. So I turned on my flashlight and I saw these two blue eyes just like flashing, beaming back at me. Wow, that was, that was intense. I mean, it gave me, it, it gave me the creeps, but at the same time, I was just like trying to be okay with it. Like maybe this means something, you know, like what, what's the spiritual meaning of a deer? And you know, deer, deer are mystical creatures. They're in every single culture and you find them in like, you know, Korean shamanism. A deer represents a mystical animal, like a, like a, they're like fairies or whatever, but in animal form. And they come and they offer people like advice. Like, oh, if you do this, good stuff will happen to you. You know, like deer are messengers, communicators from the divine. So that's in Korea and in East Asia. And in the West, a deer represents like sturdy groundedness, like in the earth, represents some kind of like uprightness, a centeredness, a groundedness. Like there's like a regal feel to a deer also their antlers go up into the sky so it's like they're reaching for the heavens and like their antlers are like antenna from the spirits to like channel down the divine message so in the west and in the east the deer are very sacred and mystical creatures so that's what i was seeing here oh and then the the practical meaning the practical spiritual meaning of a deer is unconditional love i thought that was so beautiful because right now I'm in the practice of unconditional love for myself and of course others, because it goes both ways. It's a two-way street, like it goes inwards and it goes outwards at the same time, right? And that's also the law of physics. As as you do, you know, whatever, whatever force you put in, the force also returns back to you, right? That's just law of physics, law of spirituality, that's just the law. And so as I've been practicing more unconditional self-love with me and just saying like, dude, don't do whatever you want. Like you could do me no wrong. That kind of attitude, that kind of acceptance, that kind of radical bravery with myself, right? It's been very helpful in me being able to do that with others around me. And of course, I'm not saying I'm like a thousand percent there yet. It's more like even I'm thinking about friends in recent times who've betrayed me, you know, who like said awful things and cut me out of their lives while saying awful things and making, you know, um, judgments and accusations that were to me not entirely accurate not that it invalidates their experience that I validate but of course on my end I have to validate my own perspective right but you know it's like that that's very painful when that happens and it's so painful to the point where it makes me want to be like well fuck you too then well fuck you too you go your way fuck you I hope you get fucked up da 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 I could do that and it's a point where like I would feel that from the pain and hurt but I would just let those feelings come up and let those thoughts come up. And I would just like, you know, accept all of it. Be like, yeah, that's valid too. That's part of the experience. That's part of this life right now. That's part of this current place. That's all part of it too. That's part of me right now. That is also who I am right now. I acknowledge it. I, I accept all of it. As I did that, I would also feel these feelings of like, oh, but you know, I am still sorry that we can't speak to each other anymore. I am still sorry to lose a friend don't I still love them? Doesn't this just mean that I still love them? You know, like I would just come to that, you know? It's like interesting how the energy transmutes way faster when I 
coach myself in my mind through acceptance. Because in the past, I would coach myself through like militaristic aggression, you know? Be like, yeah, fire it up, <laughs> you know? Lock and load, bitch. Carve your knives. Yeah, load up your guns. You know? It was like that. Always. But now it's like the other way, right? Like she has a big headdress, yeah? She, she has fucking, she has necklaces with like moon, 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 the, the moon shape and the sun shape and the star shape and shit, right? She carries around like a sage wand. And she's like saging constantly, right? And she, all she says is, it's all love. It's okay. Come on in. You know? So, it, unconditional love. Seeing it in the deer and feeling it in me and feeling it radi radiating back towards me. And the last thing I'll share is that I'm seeing my old girlfriends, like women I've known for like 10 plus years, some 20 plus years. Like women who are my age now. Like girls I go back to like middle school with, you know? And... These women, all of them are so strong. They're as strong as me, if not stronger. You know, like I see their strength so vividly right now. Like, and, and the way that they're telling me about their lives right now and what they're learning and what they're feeling and being raw and open about it and real about it and confident about it and honest about it. It's like, I see so much bravery, courage, beauty i'm like in awe you know and i just i just felt like i'm so lucky to be their friends but that was also self-love too it's like well you have good taste in friends right so yeah i don't know take that with you i'm just like like riding high on good vibes at the moment and i'm also literally high because i smoked a little weed after my mom made me bibimbap but um carry that with you for the rest of the week Yes, may it bless you. May it give you may it give you um peace, grace, joy and wisdom. <laughs> I swear to God. This is not Sangha, but let's just say that this is a Sangha today. We held Sangha. Namaste. Peace.